Hello, and welcome to Community Voices, a platform for voices of the community recreation industry. I'm Brittany, the editor of Community Rec Magazine. Today, I am chatting with Rachel Riley. She is the Chief Health and Wellness Officer at the Kaplan JCC on the Palisades. Welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Brittany. It's really great to be here. How are you doing? Doing great. It is. Well, we were, are recording this in December now. So, um, yes. Are you a big Christmas fan? Are you excited for the holidays? So I'm actually, I'm, I'm from a mixed family. So I'm Jewish. My husband's yeah. uh, Christian. So we we have everything. We've got a Christmas tree with a star of David on the top. Yeah. We we do it all. So Perfect. Yes. I was going to say um, the holiday spirit has hit our office. We have a tree that's decorated. We have lights everywhere. We have everything going on. Music and everybody's just in, in the Christmas mode. So in the holiday okay. mode. But um, I'm excited to chat with you today. I, like I'd mentioned, first of all, I had many recommendations just to chat with you in general. So I'm so glad that we finally got to sit down and have this conversation. Um, but I thought you would really be perfect as we are about to go into January. Um, so starting a new year. Um, and then I know that so in your current role as the chief health and wellness officer, um, you've had several roles at JCCs. So what sparked your interest just in health and wellness? Like, how did you get started? Like, what was your journey like? Sure. So um, I'm going to start way, way back. I yeah. actually, I, I grew up at a JCC. I, I went to preschool at a JCC. I learned to swim. I played basketball for the very first time at a JCC. Um, and I also did a lot of programs, especially as a teenager, volunteering at our local YMCA. So the whole nonprofit health and wellness industry was, I think, is ingrained from the start. Um, and actually, fun fact, my career actually began at a YMCA, not a JCC. So I worked at the YMCA of Greater Springfield. Um, Courtney Harness, who I know was on this podcast, was my very first supervisor. He hired me and gave me the Kool-Aid and I absolutely drank it. Um, you know, and in that role with Courtney, I, I wore many, many hats. I, like many people, I, I worked at the front desk. I taught preschool PE. I was a camp director. I taught yoga and Pilates for the very first time, you know, and I just, I love that every day was different. Um, and so I, I was actually at the YMCA when somebody came into our front desk with a JCC card um, looking to use our pool. And I had no idea while I was in Springfield, there was a JCC 10 minutes down the road. I went to interview to be a, a part-time yoga instructor there and was offered a full-time job. Um, very, very grateful for that. It, you know, it, it, it just felt right. I would say again, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid and I never looked back. Um, Really, really what I love about the industry, as I mentioned, is I love the ability to wear multiple hats, that every day is different and it's meaningful work. Um, really over the years, like my story has been comprised of other people's stories and that like the role that I play in their journey. Um, so, you know, I actually just came up on my Facebook feed from like seven years ago. There was um, somebody who I gave them their first job as a basketball coach. Um, and over the last few years, he was just voted like basketball coach of Western Massachusetts coach of the year. I wrote his recommendation letter to be a PE teacher in college. Now he was just voted, you know, a teacher of the year, things like that. So basically like, um, 
there was another girl who she did her first cooking class at the JCC and now she's a professional chef and has like 20,000 Instagram followers. And, you know, it's really, there's tons of stories like that where, you know, the impact you have is much farther than your reach in this industry where it transcends past and goes like beyond to the people you impact and then impact others. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, I love that kind of like, I think anytime I talk to anybody in the industry, one of their favorite things to mention is always like, um, I, these people that I worked with before mentored and seeing like where they are now and like really feeling fulfilled by that. And it's just like, Oh, like, you know, makes the world go around. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, another name that probably a lot of people in the YMCA field know is James Morton, who he was the CEO at that, at the YMCA that I had my first job at. And he, he gave me a, a yoga mat and asked me to sub his yoga class. And I had never done it before. And I ended up taking over his class and then, you know, get, obviously getting really into it and then um, growing in group fitness from there. So it's again, like that little, I mean, honestly, I don't know if you would even remember it, but <laughs> um, like the little impact you have on people and how that continues. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, and so speaking of journey, I know that you had a huge transition, um, recently, or it feels like recently because the last few years have been like one year. <laughs> um, yep. okay. So during the pandemic, so you, you were at the Mirage JCC on the West coast out in California, and then you moved. So it was in 2020 back to your home state in New Jersey, um, at your current JCC, um, what was that like? What put that transition like in motion for you? Sure. So it, one of the most unique transitions and onboardings I've ever had, um, the, the timing was actually really interesting. I, I stopped working at the Mirage JCC in February and I wasn't supposed to start um, out here till about May. Um, I was going to go on a honeymoon and had all these big plans. And, you know, of course the world shut down. Um, but you know, I, I was out there as the general manager of health and wellness. And I actually, I, I got a call. I, I will, I will never forget it. Um, from the Kaplan JCC who said they were looking for a chief health and wellness officer. And so I know you said home state, this is, this is not the JCC I grew up at. I grew up at one about 20 minutes from here that has since closed its doors, but again, right where I grew up. And I actually, I, I, I called my sister right after that phone call and said, you know, you're not going to guess which JCC just called me. And she goes, I'm pregnant, come home. <laughs> <laughs> so I now have a beautiful two-year-old nephew. Um, but, you know, on a personal note, this is exactly where I wanted to be. I'm, I'm a triplet. We were both, my brother and I were both on the West Coast. <laughs> we both moved back. We're all here now. Um, and on a professional note, you know, this is, this is an amazing JCC. It's one of the larger ones in the country. What really excited me the most was not just like the, the people here, but the, the opportunity, the incredible resources and network that I would say we've just barely tapped into. Um, so it, it was a wild, wild journey. I, in March, they had called me saying, you know, our doors have been closed for two days. Could you start now? So I, I joined the team remotely. We, I was on West Coast time, you know, logging on at 5 a.m. I would say we were real. I was really proud of um, how quickly we moved. Within 48 hours, we put a full group fitness schedule live for our members. 
within a week we transitioned like everything from even swim team um had dry land virtual it was it, it was a wild ride you know um I remember Courtney talking about how like you know the first few months he did a lot of like observing and and learning and I didn't have that opportunity, you know, as, as you might in many other roles, it was, we just had to dive in. Um, so, you know, normally I would never make any of those like big changes right off the bat, but we, you know, we had to, um, like many other facilities, we, you know, rushed to get something started just as we thought that like things were good rules changed and we had to pivot and, you know, we're now we're moving you know, group fitness classes outside and now we're moving indoors and we're moving our spreading our equipment apart and, you know, we're creating stations and all of this stuff. Um, it was it was absolutely wild. My first time actually at this JCC, I was by myself with a flashlight because um, I didn't know where the lights were setting up my computer. So it was it was an absolutely wild transition, but we've we've come a long, long way. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just like the transition from like coast to coast and just like making that physical like adjustment like your physical mental adjustment in your body um but that's awesome I love that um yeah. and being I, back around your family that's amazing I didn't know about it's, triplets <laughs> yeah yeah there there's nothing like being here you know with all the family I mean don't get me wrong the the weather in California was second to none but being by family, especially during COVID, you know, was, was really great. But, you know, in, in general, I, I'm so proud of the way our team here transitioned. I know like many other facilities, we were working with way less staff than we normally would have. Everybody's stretched super thin, you know, but I'm also just really proud of the whole industry in general. Um, you know, like we know that 25% of the fitness industry completely closed their doors during COVID and never reopened again. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think it was something like um, for profits had three times more closures than nonprofits. So like the things that we do best, the customer service and being more than just a gym, you know, we, we, we took it and ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of talking about like the programming that you had mentioned, um, again, one of the great reasons I wanted to have this conversation before January was to get your thoughts on what we're going to see, you know, coming up in 2023. Um, and before jumping right into 2023, I wanted to see if you could share just some of the things that you saw in 2022, or maybe during the pandemic that was most prevalent in like programming, like the changes that you observed, um, just during that time and any of those that you think are, that might stick. Sure. So there's quite a few. I'm going to, I'm going to try to stick to maybe, I guess in my eyes, what I would say are like the top four. Um, so one is small group training. We know this has been on the top of fitness trends for quite some time. It's not new, but we saw that specific trend transition multiple times, like through, throughout the pandemic. So, you know, during the pandemic, you know, those small groups might've been self-organized. They were at homes, they were in parks, they were online. And one of the things we really saw from when we opened our doors again to even now, like there's really this, 
this need in the community for a, a sense of community. People want to be together. People want to, you know, work out with other people. So I would say we're using that trend of small group training really intentionally to create those sub communities and to foster those connections with people. Um, and that, but that's certainly one that we saw, like it was here the entire time, but it shifted multiple times on what that exactly looked like. Um, the other one I would say is the overall umbrella of wellness. And so what I, under that umbrella is medical wellness, is recovery, is mental wellness, all of those things, really just like looking at the whole person. So, you know, it's no secret that during the pandemic, um, there were mental health concerns were on the rise for sure. And we all know the relationship that physical activity and exercise, all the positive impacts they have on things like anxiety and depression. Um, so certainly that, um, you know, becoming, I don't know if popular is really the word, but becoming more, more prevalent for sure. Um, and then also like under medical wellness, we're seeing more partnerships with hospitals and medical facilities and referrals. Like those things are going hand in hand, I would say on both sides. Um, and then recovery, um, you know, it, it's interesting. Recovery is becoming even more popular is something I would say is in part to people spend a lot of time doing research and reading articles now, um, just like flipping through your phone. So there's more knowledge. And I would say it's also probably in part to like social media and TikTok and like what's, what's cool, you know, um, recovery has literally just become cool. Things like you know, the Norma Tech and Hypervolt and foam rolling classes and stretching classes and all of yeah. that. Um, you know, it, it's a shift that I would say is really important for our industry to pay more attention to and and get on board if you're not already. Mm -hmm. um, so the next one I would say is is technology. So mm -hmm. technology, I would say for for years has been kind of like on the fitness trends lists from like ACE and NASM um, and was just was expedited, expedited during COVID for sure. Mm -hmm. We're like, how many of us always thought about having an app or doing virtual classes? And, you know, we had to do it within two days. Mm -hmm. um, so technology in general is like, what, you know, one of the trends is also like convenience and technology goes hands in hands with that. So you know, virtual offerings, I, I do think are here to stay. They look very different. When we started at our peak, we had 70 classes virtually for our members. Um, we were actually even open to the entire public for quite some time, just as a way to serve our community. Yeah. We still have four. Um, and I, I don't see virtual in general going anywhere. You know, there's our on-demand library has hundreds and hundreds of classes that people can kind of take us with them wherever they go. We're seeing less people cancel their memberships when they go away because they can take us with them. Um, apps for sure. You know, there's, there's no such thing as a snow day anymore, unfortunately <laughs> for us in the industry, like, you know, it's a snow day. All right. We're still going to, we're going to transition our classes online for you. Your trainer is still going to be able to, you know, kick your butt in your garage through the phone for sure. Um, so technology, absolutely. Um, and I think the, the last trend, and, and again, there's many, but the one that I really want to talk about is um, inclusive fitness. So, and by that, I mean everything from 
gender neutral locker rooms to modifying staff manuals to have more inclusive terms, you know, including when you have staff and members to refer to themselves as they, them, um, changing language on your website, um, adding sensory rooms, including mental health, as we talked about, um, providing both adaptive and inclusive opportunities for individuals with special needs, really just like inclusive health and wellness in general. So, so what was that? Uh, small, small group training. Yes. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Brittany, I'm a talker. No, I love uh, it. Yeah. Small, small group training, wellness in general, that medical wellness, recovery, everything like that, technology and inclusive fitness for sure. Hmm. Yeah, no, I like all of those, I feel like are, are right on and stuff that um, either I saw like people asking about her on the internet or like when we send out surveys to that, we're like, Hey, like, what are you working on? Or what do you want more information on kind of stuff? Like a lot of that was exactly what people are like, um, like technology, you said technology really stuck out to me because it's changing so much and like constantly. And so it's like how, how to keep up with that. Um, so those are, those are right on. And I think that those are excellent points. So so with that and looking at 2023, so next year, and um, I know in this industry, everybody, you all are always working like way months ahead. So it's like, I know <laughs> you guys already have your, your programming planned out, but I wanted to see if you could share maybe some things that are on your radar for like health and wellness programming. Um, any like predictions that you have as far as like, what are maybe some up and coming trends, but just mostly like, you know, what, what are your thoughts going forward? Sure. So I, I guess kind of sticking with the trends that I had just talked about. So like the the small groups creating those sub communities where we're absolutely like intentionally marketing and creating opportunities in this area. Um, one example is like prenatal, postnatal, mommy and me, mama fitness, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, I I, I kind of joke that, you know, this is the next baby boom, you know, everybody was a little bored during the pandemic and, you know, the prenatal, postnatal, all these mommy and me classes are absolutely super, super popular now. Um, so we're being very intentional about that and kind of creating those sub communities. You know, we're also, um, we've been creating sub communities, even with our pickleball group. Um, they now all have a, a, a group chat and, you know, just got together for Friendsgiving and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So basically kind of like the, the general programs that we do, but kind of targeting those more um, intentional sub communities. Um, the, the wellness umbrella that I talked about um, really would like that focus on recovery um, so we're, we're absolutely starting to put some things together. There's also a few things, already a few things in the works. Um, we're actually working on a partnership right now. I can't give too much information on that because we haven't signed on the dotted line, but certainly that partnership with some organizations that will help us really better serve the community from, from a wellness lens, kind of looking at the whole person, that medical wellness as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then the inclusive, we, we're working on an adaptive fitness project that we're really excited to launch in 2023. So this is a collaboration between our fitness team and our special services team where we are creating a brand new program um, that will really foster connections between our members and individuals with special needs all through a wellness lens. Um, you know, pairing people up and getting them to exercise together, creating healthy habits, starting and going on this fitness journey together and kind of breaking down barriers in that sense. 
Um, so that's another area. It's it's just I'm just giving you a little teaser right yeah. now. We're we're still in the works, but yeah. our our plan is to be launching that in in 2023. There's going to be a therapy component included in that as well, and we're we're really excited about it. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Um, and I'm just curious for so when you talk about like recovery, are you do you have any favorite recovery? trends or techniques that you personally use or like that you've tried that are like, you know, that's like your thing now. For sure. I'm, I'm a big fan of the hypervolt, like the percussion therapy. Um, we actually started with that when I was at the Mirage JCC in Orange County, um, where we had all of our trainers, um, learn how to use it properly and incorporate it into our sessions. And we chose to take the route of just kind of like enhancing personal training and not making it a separate offering right there. Um, and, and members loved it, loved it so much so that they were asking for separate, like 20 minute recovery sessions. Um, you know, for, for me personally, I, I think it's been great. I, I would definitely recommend, I know you can just kind of buy one on Amazon, but make sure you know how to use it. You can absolutely do damage. Um, and certainly like check with, check with a personal trainer on, you know, on how to properly use it. But I'm a big, big fan for me. I, I'm all about convenience and if mm -hmm. it's going to help me recover quicker and get back to my exercise quicker, um, for sure. Absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I know in our, our office, like we've experimented, some of us have with like a few of those like trending recovery techniques just to be like, you know, what's up? Um, personally, I'm not a cold person. So when everybody, did you try when, everybody, when everybody else did it, I did not. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, I've heard about that one. Maybe not for me. I would be more the percussive therapy or, you know, the red light or something like that as opposed, yeah. opposed to the cold. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. I mean, Creos, again, it's it's huge right now. All of these yeah. things, it's, it's, again, it's in part to like education and people, mm -hmm. we're, we've really seen a shift in the clients wanting to better themselves from a whole, whole wellness lens. But it's also like, what's popular? What's cool? Like, what's on TikTok and for, for sure you see, you see stuff about recovery all the time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those trends, predictions, things coming up. Um, again, I think those were like right on. Um, and I absolutely think we're going to continue to see all of those things. Um, but before I let you go, I did want to ask a few more questions, maybe just to let help let anybody listening get to know you just a little bit better. Um, so very fitting in your role. Um, I'm just curious, like, what are some ways, like, what are your favorite ways to like lead a healthy lifestyle? Um, so, you know, I, I practice what I preach for sure. I, I, I'm a client at our facility. I work with one of our, um, Pilates instructors and personal trainers and things like that. But, I, I would say for me more now, it's, it's really interesting. It's a little bit less about physical activity and more about like the le leading like a, a clean life, if you will. My husband and I actually really made the shift over the last year of um, like more sustainable. We use actually like cloth paper towels and things yeah. like that where we're, we're crazy people, but love it. <laughs> um, you know, started actually really just kind of looking at ingredients in general. I, I actually started making like a lot of our own like toiletries and stuff like that at home, um, like soaps and hand washes and things like that. 
just to make sure like everything is clean and things and, and things like that. It's we've really just kind of transitioned to like a more sustainable, clean, clean lifestyle, which I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. feel like that's not always the answer. I like I don't expect it, but I don't feel like I hear that yeah. often. I'm like, yeah, how do you live? That's like definitely a way to live a healthy lifestyle that people yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. All right. Um, so what would be your best advice for someone who is either starting out in your role or, um, wanting to get into your role? Um, so I would say, you know, never fully close a door on any opportunity. Um, you know, meet people wherever you can, you never know who that person is going to be in the future or who they're going to introduce you to. Um, and, and really just follow your gut, trust, trust your instincts and, and don't be afraid of the hard work. All right. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite questions to always ask, cause I'm just always curious in general, um, where is your favorite place in the world? In the world. Um, so it's interesting. I've, I've been very fortunate to have traveled a lot. I'm actually leaving the country twice this year. Um, but I have a very, very simple answer to this. Um, my happy place is the beach, any beach, anywhere, <laughs> um, more specifically with family. So I, I mentioned that uh, all of my triplets, we moved back here this year for our birthday. All three of us, we went, we rented a big old beach house. We got all of our families. All of us have kids now there. <laughs> it was wild. It was rowdy, but there's, it's, it's always just been like my happy place. Like nothing makes me calmer or happier than being by the beach and even more so with family. Yeah. Love that. Definitely. Absolutely. Same. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just before I let you go, um, who would you recommend to maybe be on this podcast next and why? So he, he doesn't know I'm going to, I'm going to be saying this, but, um, Mark Pattis. So for anybody who doesn't know Mark, uh, I, I guarantee you will within the next three to five years, this guy is just, he's a rock star. And I'd say he's the next generation of leader in the nonprofit industry. Um, currently Mark is the senior director of health and wellness at Shalom Austin in Austin, Texas. Um, and he, he's currently spearheading a multi-million dollar renovation post COVID of his facility. So he's actually hands-on doing everything that we're talking about. He's anticipating trends, predicting where the industry is going to be all really from a facility standpoint. So things like choosing, are we going to add a cycling studio or not? Um, you know, are making room for pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> at your facility, making sure there's lines in your tennis courts or even a pickleball like specific facility, um, Zoom accessible group fitness studios, things like that. So he's making those decisions now, like every single day. It's a great, great project he's working on. And, you know, I, I, I think he's just a rock star. I, I was actually fortunate enough. I, I supervised and hired him at the Mirage JCC and um, you know, proud to say, I think I started as a little bit of a mentor for him. And I would say the tables have turned and I've, I lean on him all the time. We're in communication all the time. He's, he's a rock star. All right. Somebody will have an email in their inbox soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, by the way, I just mentioned you on a podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking time thank out of your you. day to chat with me to share your voice and all these insights. And I'm so excited to get this episode out to everybody. So thank okay. you. And 
I will talk to you soon. I'm sure. Sounds good. Thank you. And thank you for having me. This was fun. Yes, absolutely. Thanks. All right. Bye.